Welcome back to the latest episode of The Table with Tisha Nicole hey, and Christopher Dallas. Hey, Chris. What's good? It's been a while, it feels like, but we'll go ahead and jump into the intro. So welcome to the table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Here at the table, we have open discussions on life, love, dating, relationships, and sex. Our goal is to do so in a way that's fun and uplifting and brings about learning and healing in our relationships as opposed to division and dissent. Nisha and Nicole have known each other and I have known each other for about 20 years and we've seen and experienced almost every single aspect of the dating, single life and marriage of spectrum and we want to be able to share that and our friendship with you the listeners. Let's talk about how the show gets broken down about half an hour into our show. We'll have our show topic of the day which today is on emotional intelligence about 15 minutes into the show we'll talk about the buzz which is something going on in pop culture. Will Smith's new book, Will, is going to be our buzz topic of the day. But we start off every single episode of this podcast with the Monday morning report. And Nisha Nicole normally eyes. Monday morning yeah. report. Normally I set up the table for you to be able to slam dunk the, uh, the, the first Monday morning report. But I think I'm going to go first today. What do you think? I think you should. Right. I think you should. I'm excited that we both have Monday reports for today. We both have something that is current and going on. Not any retro stories. Right. Not any right. stories from prehistoric times. There's no dinosaurs involved in the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. um, even with the, the 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 quarantine not being in full effect throughout the uh, throughout the United States, I've really been in the house mostly over the last several months, almost going on a couple of years now um, um, yeah, with the, with the quarantine. Have. And I got out of the house over the weekend and I actually went to a bar and had a very flirtatious sexual conversation with a woman at a very popular uh, DC bar, very popular uh, DC suburban bar called Jasper's. Um, okay. You got to check tell. out if you ever get a chance to be able to be, it's a free promo for Jasper's. I want some free wings for this promo, but let's get to the story. <laughs> this woman actually sat right down next to me at the bar. She and her okay. friend and Nisha Nicole, she tried to pin up when she found out that I was single, she tried mm -hmm. to pin off her friend on me being like, Hey, my friend is single. Her friend. You know, it doesn't sound yeah. good when you say pin off. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer the term mm. like she tried to hook us up yeah, or yeah, yeah. match make or something. But pin off just sounds yeah. like she tried to sell uh, me off. Yeah, sell you off this homely yeah. little chick that needed, right. needed a home or something. I feel bad for saying this, but if there were a room full of supermodels and all of them wanted me to do them, I would actually lose my erection if this woman walked into the room. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's as yeah. blunt as it can get. That's as blunt as it can get, right? <laughs> so, so when that actually didn't work, the woman still sitting next to me, even though she's, okay. you know, we're, we're we're now talking and watching television and having drinks and blah blah blah. This woman and I started having a conversation about each other's backgrounds, and we she really hit it off on a science level because she's a pharmacist and she's married. She talked a little bit about her marriage, which we'll get into in a second. And Nisha Nicole, next thing you know, we are having overt sexual conversations about what needs to happen between she and I. And I'm like, no, hmm. this is not how things go. I am anti-dating and I'm definitely anti-dating some married woman, but I couldn't deny the sexual tension between the two of us once we really had a deeper hmm. conversation behind it. Now, nothing is going to happen from it. I mean, I can tell you that right now, uh, not just because I'm not into smashing somebody's wife, Right, right. But it just isn't 
I'm not in a, in a place to be able to do any of that right here, right now. But I really wanted her to be able to see when she talked about her marriage, the disconnect between her not wanting to talk about it and the gloom over her head. And as mm -hmm. we'll talk about in the future, as we'll talk about in the future of this particular podcast, her lack of wanting to reconcile some of the issues in her marriage is why she has this big cloud over her head, why she's available to have some sexual conversations with a bar. So I'm sharing this on a podcast to talk about digging behind what's really in your head right. rather than just emoting to some guy at a bar that you think is cute and and and, and you want to be able to jump his bones because he talked about pyruvate and, and so, <laughs> sodium dinicosulfate. Yeah, uh, which is okay. always a sex conversation uh, at bars. Yeah, yeah, that does not sound like a typical bar conversation. But yes. to back up to something you said. Yes. So it sounds like she had given up on her marriage. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Like, Thank you for like clarifying that. She doesn't want to give up on her marriage. It's It seems like it an was, impossible I'm situation, but think, she's got two small kids. She wants to hang in there for the kids. She absolutely hates. I couldn't. I wish. There was a word that you used, yes. and I can't remember what it was right mm. now that made it seem like she had no resolution for whatever the problem was. It, that's the way to say it. I don't know how I said it before, yeah. but she has no idea how to fix it and, and doesn't, but isn't going to try and fix it. Okay, so if you don't try, um, hello, you can't fix it. Agreed, agreed, yeah. agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. Right, so. but she seems resigned. And I know that there are other people like that in their relationships that don't really want to break up especially mm -hmm. when their kids involved in a marriage life, but don't really yes. see any happiness in their own marriage. And they're just going to sacrifice their happiness for, for the sake of the kids, for the sake of the household. And, and they are mm -hmm. just like resigned to the fact. Therefore, some guy comes up to them talking about whatever that they're into and they can talk that talk. It's like, oh, I'm going to fall on my back and put my legs in the air here at the bar. Wow. Right. You know, and there's there's that thing, and we talked about it before when we had the episode with uh, with your friend about we in in that context we talked about men wanting to feel desired and see if they still got it when they go to the bar. Sure. But obviously, this woman was going through the same thing, like wanting to feel desired. You know, maybe that's part of what's lacking in her relationship. I don't know from the little details that you've given me, but sure. It feels good to be be desired. And I remember being married after many years of marriage, just that excitement of meeting somebody for the first time. Of course, of course. But you don't act on it. Right. <laughs> right. And I think that uh, is, you and that's what you it. hope that your wife doesn't act on it or your right. husband doesn't act on it. But right. unfortunately, sometimes they do because that adrenaline rush, those that that dopamine and Yes. Those other hormones that those feel good <laughs> hormones that kick in during that yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I so, got to say, I felt it as well I, I, okay. as a single man when she was when we were vibing for a little bit in, in a sexual way. It's just, again, sitting in a bar, whatever bar you're picturing in your head, it looks exactly like that big bar. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I actually forgot myself what it's like to have some big, huge sexual flirtations with a, a woman who's feeling me on an intellectual level. Like, wow, that was I, I was reverberating with that throughout the rest of the evening and the rest. Of the yeah. Evening. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, wow. So how did <laughs> how did you end that um, interaction? Like? You know, we actually did exchange numbers because I thought that God had brought me and God again in a sexual conversation at a bar. God is always <laughs> present. I never think that he's not. I thought he's that God had brought me into her. Right. You know, uh, had brought me into her life to be able to say, you know, let's work on 
dealing with your marriage. And I think, you know, I have a podcast on sex, love and dating. I actually told her that briefly um, while we were there. Um, I think I can work on getting you to see either your options for counseling or your options for divorce or your options for something so that there's not this cloud over your head. But to be honest, we haven't even had any follow-up of any significance since then. So I doubt it. I was going to say, aren't you Captain Save a Wife? Um... Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> Right. But that, even you that did not qualify for that task, sir. I, I know, I know. I don't have any type of degree or background in that whatsoever, right? But, but nothing has in, happened, so it's going to be a nothing. Right, your heart was in the right place. I, 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 I get it. I Something get else it. was about to be in the right place. <laughs> well, I'm about glad to be. I'm glad you stopped yourself. <laughs> yeah, she was making the right place available for me I, to park it. There. I bet she was. Yeah. I bet she was. Right. Uh, any more that you'd like to add to that? That's all I got, son. <laughs> okay, okay. That's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm just waiting for the day yeah. that you come in and you give a Monday morning report that you uh -huh. broke your celibacy streak. Woo! That I don't would know. Be a I don't know why one. I'm waiting on that. That would be a big one. It is going to go the entire year of 2021. We are all the way to to. We. To yeah, we Ember. only have a few yeah. weeks left. So yeah. I don't think I've ever gone a calendar year since age 14 without having sex. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you or have flip the calendar? Did hmm? you have sex last year? Yeah, right before the pandemic, right before right. The quarantine. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So okay, wow. So, so yeah, once last year and none this year. I'm rolling. You you are not rolling. <laughs> that's that's the point of the conversation. Rolling, son. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my Monday morning report. Okay? Let's hear it. So, of course, I had the huge party that was coming up. Oh, right, 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 with the date with the guy from out of town. Yes. So I was looking forward to that. So I must say the party was absolutely fabulous. It was everything Ooh. plus more than I could have expected. My friend, she really knows how to throw a party. I, as a matter of fact, I told her, I want a wife like you. I want a wife. <laughs> she took That's her husband. Quote. Listen, she took her husband to Paris and then oh. she threw him a surprise birthday party. I'm like, oh, everyone deserves a wife like you, lady. You had me at Paris. You had me at Paris. <laughs> right. I mean, who doesn't want that type of treatment? So for the guys that are listening that say women never spoil their men, I'm here to oh. tell you, I've witnessed it firsthand. Like I was amazed. So I, I can't even imagine how her husband feels. Right. However, wow. that's not what we're here for. No. So for my date, okay, uh, leading up to it, we had really great conversation. I was feeling really great about it, but we talked about the last time that it was a risky deal, right? Big time. And just to make sure we set the table in, in case this is sometime somebody hasn't heard of this in a while. This is you inviting somebody to this particular event yes. who you've never actually met. No, so, I haven't you know, met him. In terms of dating experiences, if you haven't experienced that out there in the in the world, this is what it's like. Roll right. It. So we haven't met. We were talk. We met online. We were talking back and forth on social media. And, you know, I went out on a whim and said, hey, you know, I have this event would you be my date? And he immediately said, yes. We ramped up the communication. We were talking, things were going great. We were on the same, you know, wavelength as, as you say, um, great conversation. And then probably like a week before the event, communication comes to 
not a halt, but slowed down tremendously. Uh oh. However, it's the week of Thanksgiving. And he was planning a huge event. And I don't know if you know people who plan events, but that is very stressful. And it was the first time he's planned this type of event, right? Sure, sure. Okay. Okay. So there were reasons why I felt like the communication could have slowed down. But then there were times when I would send him text or call and there would be absolutely no response. And how many days in advance of your event are, is he giving no response? Like three days, five days? How close is the event? So I would say like starting a week before the event mm. to the point where I started thinking, I said, you know, I, I just started having this feeling like he's not going to show. And as far as not showing, I'm not that upset about because it's, it's my event. Well, a, a, an event with my friends. So I'm fine going alone. That's not an issue. But communication and telling me that's the part that, that I was concerned about. So right, right. I'm talking it over with you and some of my other friends. And they're like, no, you know, don't, don't, don't jump the gun. You know, just get, you know, basically you and my other friend were telling me, give him the benefit of the doubt. You're still early. You know, he said he had an event, you know, and that's, that's logical. Like who, sure, would, absolutely. who would, who would just say that they're going to go to an event and then not show up? Ooh. This guy. <laughs> That's who. <laughs> That's who. <laughs> so, so when did you know he wasn't showing up? When he didn't show up, basically. No, I, I, I the same day of the event. So, yeah. you know, like I said, I was having that feeling. Communication is going slow, and typically, when you when you're up on the um, precipice of meeting someone for the first time, either whether yeah. they're locally or out of town, yeah. the communication usually ramps up. Absolutely. Because you're excited. You, you want to see them. You want to let the person know. And the communication just really dropped off. And the thing was, his supposed event was the, the Friday, like a one week prior to the event. Okay. But then Monday and Tuesday of the next week, you're still saying you're busy with things. Right, right. The event is over. That. Yeah. Right. Right. And still, listen, you know, so finally on that Thursday, I, which the event was the Friday. So that Thursday, I sent him a text and said, Hey, um, um, I haven't really heard from you. So please let me know sooner rather than later if you're not going to be able to make it. Right. Sounds reasonable. Right. Um, and he responds immediately, Oh, no, love. I'm, I'll be there. Love. Love. Okay, we're not, we, I, I won't even talk about how I feel about pet names when you haven't gotten to that right, point, right, but that's right. a whole nother topic. Right. So I said, okay, well, send me the address to the Airbnb because he told me he got an Airbnb. Nothing. I heard nothing. <laughs> I, and I sent this text, like, I responded immediately, just like he responded to me. So I'm like, okay, that's weird because normally people will send you a confirmation at the time that they book it, or especially with Airbnb because, you know, right. The, the actual building could look nice, but it could be in a crappy area, whatever. Sure, sure. So the next morning I text, good morning, because I'm trying to see Gage, do a temperature check. Like, is he going to say anything mm -hmm. or say, I, you know, this was in my drafts. I forgot to send it, whatever. Nothing. Crickets. I call a couple of hours later. 
nothing. Crickets. So now I'm pissed because right, it's the right, day right. of the event and you don't even have the decency to contact me. Wow. Right? You're supposed to be driving now. I have no information what time you plan to arrive. Right. Where you're staying. Nothing. Right. So in my mind, I'm already like, this is a wrap. But my thing is, at least tell me you can't make it. So which, is, I, which is exactly the issue. It, it, it's one thing to not be able to show. It's another thing to right. not be able to communicate it. That is cowardly. Yeah, it's just common decency to Rude. be able to to just say, hey, I won't be able to make it. Um, so I sent off this text. Hey, I know you said you were busy, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and it was my my text was I, I feel like very cordial. You read it. Yeah. Did you think what did you think? Of, my of course, cordial. It was it was everything that it should be. Right. Uh, with, so, with the tone and the information. Yeah, so because because it's not like I'm overly upset. You're not like my mate, and you're not showing up. But still, it's just rude. Oh, he is. He responds almost immediately to that, and goes, "Um, I told you that I had been swamped lately." Right. With, and with, he didn't say with what. No, no, not what I've, I've just been swamped, and I don't like the fact that you're making it seem like I vanished on you but I'll still be in, in town, but it sounds like you don't want to hear from me. And <laughs> I like, like that he read the indignant. I like that you read indignancy into his uh, text message because that's exactly how it came off. Yes. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like, this is total bullshit at this point because still you haven't confirmed where you're staying. Who would drive four to five hours, however long it takes to get, get from there to here? To not even meet the person that you're going to right. to meet right. up with or right. say, hey, I'm leaving now. I should arrive about by this time. Like, I never got any of that. But now you're still trying to pretend like you're coming. Right. And I'm just like, dude. So I just sent off a text and I was like, because I wasn't even going to address the part about don't call me or call me. Because at this point, I know you're full of shit. So yeah. I just said, dude, it's four hours before the event. I don't have a I don't have a location where you're staying. I don't have a time that you're supposed to arrive. Um, there's no game plan of us meeting up. The and basics. You, yeah. And you think that that's okay because you're busy. Right. You know, and at this point, I'm like, I wish I was that person that didn't say things in such a diplomatic way. I wish I was a person that would just pop mm. off and be like, you know what, you're a fuck nigga <laughs> and I'm, I'm done with this shit. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> wish I was that person. I'm not that person, but I, no, at no, no, this point, no, 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 I no, wish no, no. I was. I'm glad, no, I'm glad you're not that person because nobody, he doesn't deserve your emotional discharge like that. And that's, People who, that's how I felt. Like, you, right. don't, and you don't deserve for me to be emotional about this. I don't right. even want you to know that I'm upset. There you go. I think too many times people feel like that discharge of emotions is necessary to give other people a piece of their mind. And you yeah. were saying you wish you were that person. Sometimes it's better to say absolutely nothing, to not let the other person know that you were even upset. And and plus, I don't like the idea that if he was willing to be able to put you to blame into, in terms of not recognizing how busy he is, then he would be able to make you, flip you to his friends or whomever might even know that he's potentially going out on a date in Atlanta. Flip you as the crazy person. You yeah. tell him off and tell him how much of a fuckboy he is or whatever it is. He says, you know what? These crazy women out here, they don't have no any idea. I was such and such busy without splurging emotionally towards him. 
you don't give him the opportunity to be able to flip you with some crazy woman. Yeah, and I love, that, and I love that. That's true, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes it just feels good to be able to just like I always have admired people that were kind of blunt in situations because I'm not that person. I think we always admire um, attributes in other people that we don't have. Because I would love to have just sent him a, a, a text and just be like, you know, fuck you. Right. This is some bullshit. Because that's exactly what it was. And the, the part that bothers me the most is why in the world would you waste someone's time like that? I don't know. Why would he not? Like, he why? doesn't seem disappointed not to be able to go to the event or meet you, which he right. seemed enthusiastic about weeks ago. It makes no sense to me because for like, I, be- I believe time is important, especially for busy people. I'm a busy person too. So of we, course. so as a busy person, you know how important every single moment of the day is. Sure. And to be able to waste someone's time when I'm asking you, and because I tried to give you an out because I felt it. And I even told him that in the, the, the earlier text, I felt that this was that this was about to happen, but I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're the person that you say you are. And, and that's exactly how I feel. I talked to you about it. I talked to another friend and I was like, I, I don't think that this is going to happen. And, and, and y'all were like, no, 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 don't, don't think like that. But at the same time, it's just like, why would you, I would, I just can't see myself doing that to a person probably because I'm a decent human mm-hmm. that even a person if, who communicates well. Uh, most most of the times <laughs> well, well but, enough to not do yeah, this yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to a person because I respect people's time and it's just human decency to be able to say you know I can't make it and you don't even have to give me at this point in the, in the game you don't even have to give me a reason because I don't know you because I don't I don't know you like that you owe me literally nothing so you don't even owe me you don't owe me the reason why you could just say I, I couldn't make it. And I would have been like, cool. And then you could have salvaged at least some type of decency, but right. But the way you did it, like, I just think you're, you're a clown. You're a clown. So, so I, I would not get, if, if there was ever a chance that you came back and said, Hey, whatever. And you brought up this point that I didn't even rec- recognize before. He never even apologized. Never apologized. He never said, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't, things didn't work out. Oh, yes, but if if he were actually coming to Atlanta as he yes. said he was, right. it seems that he would have said, hey, I'm sorry you feel like I was jerking you around, but that's not the case at all or right. whatever. And he was supposed to have bought tickets for this other event for Saturday night. And I'm like, there's no way that you would have come to town and not said anything or even if you couldn't make it to the event hey i'm sorry but can we at least meet up for coffee or dinner so i can make it up to you? none of that because it was all yeah. lies and that's the part that's frustrating with me to me because it's like what game are you playing because this makes no logical sense to me we'll never know the game that he was playing we'll never know what exactly happened but the big picture for dating is to not for us to not absorb this as personal right um, and then not pick ourselves up off the mat after we got knocked down by somebody else's punch not pick ourselves up off the mat and get back into the ring and and, and fight some more we can't hold this against the next person who could be very well meaning and i and i hope too many people do that well this is what's wrong with men or this is what's Absolutely. wrong with dating 
absolutely and, and yeah. when this happened because i i think we've all been stood up before but stood up yeah, not, not to this point like i'm pretending that i'm coming there even up until the day of and i so when this happened i was like i can completely see how some people shut down and they're just like right. i'm not gonna deal with this day anything right but fortunately enough I am level-headed enough to say this had nothing to do with me and everything to do with this shitty human being. So right. it's all on him. It's not on me. There's nothing I could have done or said to cause this. Absolutely correct. And even if I did something or said something that turned you off, it costs nothing to say, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make it. Right. <laughs> so that's, you know, so that was just, and the funny thing is, it makes great podcast content. <laughs> it does. I mean, you know, we, we joked about that some, at some point during the week that this is a great podcast co- content. His what, what sticks with me is his ability to flip it, his lack of communication as to the concrete plans that you guys had in place for week in the, weeks. And leading up to it, he finds a way to be able to flip it, that you're somehow at fault for not recognizing how busy he was when you were, had no information and you had a feeling that he wasn't coming. Right. His ability to flip it, that really annoys me. That is a lack of denial and projection uh, that is, it is not really set, sitting well with me. Right. And once again, we've talked about this before, how... It's, it's a blessing for people to reveal who they are early in the game. Yes, yes. And even though it wasn't like the dude that sent the the, the fourth message that was uh, song lyrics and sexual, it was oh, okay. still, <laughs> you remember, yeah. it wasn't that early, but it was still early enough to where we haven't met yet or feelings weren't involved at this point so people to show you who they are as early as possible as early as possible and thankfully in this culture with people being so for lack of a better word weird that they they do that so um just yeah not just him i've met some some uh, a few weird people in the dating pool but you're right you're right (laughs) it happens law of large numbers you right. the more people you introduce yourself to the more likely you are to come across a weirdo or a stalker however <laughs> or however the more likely you are to also come across someone that's great because like there you go my friend who threw the big party for her husband there you go they met on a dating app there so you go there's ba- there's plus minuses it. to this thing so viva paris so, clown dude, if you're listening, just know <laughs> I'm good. I'm really right. good. But right. you need to you need to do some work on yourself, bro. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm not trying to. I'm not gonna even try to give this any more of my energy. But you always talk about um, self reflection and and self and doing better and meditation and all this. You need to meditate on why you're a clown ass nigga. So. With that, I'll end the Monday Morning Report. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Monday Morning Report is over. Okay, on that note, drop the mic. <laughs> drop the mic, mic drop. Okay. okay. So, moving right along to the buzz. <laughs> to the buzz, okay. So, this couple has made the buzz a time before. Yeah, the, surprisingly. And we, we're going to talk about them later in the episode as well. Um. So we're talking about Will and Jada. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, mostly about Will. Mostly about Will. But yeah. most recently, the thing that came out was that people put out a petition to get these two to stop talking about their sex life. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that, but I, I mean, he didn't write the book to talk specifically about his sex life. That no, was a, a moment. It was in there, but it wasn't. That's not the point of the book. But they were no, it wasn't the point of the book. But they're talking. The petition was specifically about their interviews, and it's so silly to me. First of all, who does this petition go to? Like, no one. It's just something <laughs> that's spread around social media. Yeah, yeah, it's totally uh, like buzzworthy information. And secondly, people write memoirs so that we can find out about their lives. So if you don't, if you're not transparent about certain things in your memoir, who wants to read it? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm the person, I love autobiographies, especially Mm -hmm. of people who I, who I feel like are go-getters, people who have fascinating lives. So of course I was one of those people who pre-ordered the book. Okay. And you haven't read it, right? I've not, but I've read several reviews of it and got a whole understanding of it from, and and at least enough of an understanding to be able to speak to it. Yeah, yeah. And like I read Cicely Tyson's book this year as well. And that was fascinating also. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's so silly how people have taken this narrative of Will and Jada and just run with it. Like they're so gross or, or just oversharing and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's hilarious. So what, what, what were your takes on this latest buzz about them I, I didn't i didn't even buy into the latest buzz about that i absolutely have seen that on social media and i just dismissed it as first of all it's just the buzz we're talking about it because it won't be talked about um in a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks we will have moved on to something else right his book had just come out and there are hot reviews about it and inside of that because jada as we talked about a, a month or so ago in our podcast mm-hmm. had just talked about again, as a small point, talked about her sex life with Will in, in, in a conversation with some other women, then it seems to be, okay, this very popular, very, very public couple is discussing their sex life. And people are like, oh, I'm tired of hearing about it. I, I don't take, I don't buy anything into it whatsoever. It's, yeah. it's barely noticeable well, to me. It all started with yeah. the entanglement with her and August Alsina. Okay. So of course, people were sensitive about that because, you know, men cheat, it's not headline worthy unless it's like 30 women not definitely not one woman right you know unless it's a politician or something but still it's still like one woman really okay but when a woman comes out yeah oh it's it's a big deal and then of course everyone was talking about the way he looked even though he came out and said i was extremely tired it had nothing to do really with the conversation and he's even come out since then and said we're in an open relationship we both had relationships out uh, outside of the marriage so yeah but people choose to ignore that point because it's not nearly as salacious and juicy as a woman who is openly admitted to to use air quotes cheating on yeah, her it's husband not, it's not cheating if, it, if it's not a, if it's not a if secret it, then is it cheating right if it's it, exactly it's not it's not and i think a lot of people just want to push everyone into that traditional monogamous relationship even though everyone is not that's not the agreement that everyone has in their home I think but, everybody wants to push everybody, and especially celebrities, into uh, conversation topics that they could talk about and make themselves look better in comparison. That's what I think. 
that's true as well that's true as well and as we've talked about before people do not like to dig beyond the headline oh no they don't like to dig deep at all headline is good we'll take it yes the headline salacious i'm not gonna do any more research and oh my gosh i hate her or i hate right right or them right but right i will say this and i definitely have not been paid to promote his book but if the if a person read his book and the only thing they walked away from it um was little tidbits about their relation like his relationship with jada or his relationships with any of his former partners because the thing that people start were really talking about was the comment he he made he had a girlfriend that he found out that cheated on him because he was on the road all the time and he was this was like his high school sweetheart and he found out she cheated on him and it broke his heart and he just kind of tailspin and for the first time in his life he was promiscuous and he talked about he was sleeping with so many women that it physically made him sick um so that was of course a headline so that's that was something that got people chattering but the biggest to me point in this book number one was his ambition like it was crazy which if you've ever listened to a will smith interview like look at some youtube videos you could tell this guy you talk about someone that focuses in on a target it's unbelievable it almost seems unhuman right and the second part was as we'll discuss later about emotional intelligence how he eventually realized that even though that was great for his career goals it wasn't always great for his family life as a dad as a husband as a man as a friend and I thought that that was so, it, to me, it was very enlightening because the culture that we live in now is all about the hustle, the right, grind, right, right. you know, you sleep when you're dead and all of these right, things right, that are right. truly toxic. Absolutely. They're you not know, you good. Hate that word. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not good for our bodies. They're not good for us mentally and emotionally. So to hear him talk about his evolution from this person, because he had this saying that he got from his dad. And it's funny because one of my favorite movies is Talladega Nights. Have you ever seen that? Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. And Ricky Bobby had this saying from his dad. If you're not first, you're last. If you're not <laughs> first, you're last. And, you know, when we're listening to it, we're like, that's a ridiculous statement. Like, you're not last. If yeah, you're second, second place, place is not last. Yes. And, and Will Smith had this saying that he got from his dad, like 99% is the same as zero. And I thought that that's like the same it analogy. Is. And it he is. was in his 40s before he realized 70% is still 70%. Like that, that right. statement doesn't make sense. And I just thought right. that that was such a great evolution. And, I, and the fact that it was so similar to the Ricky Bobby statement to me was hilarious. But Ricky Bobby. That's really how he lived his life. And the parallels between him and Ricky Bobby, as far as being like number one, were, I mean, hilarious to me. Yes. But so that's my plug for the book, I guess. That ended yeah, that was, ended that up was. being a buzz. But it's it's a great yeah. read. And like I said, yeah. I love autobiographies and especially when people are vulnerable and transparent about their own self-discovery. And being able mm. to acknowledge those shortcomings about yourself, that is always good because 
it lets us know as the reader and as people that we're not the only people that go through these things. Even people that seem so strong and indestructible, they're dealing with these things too. And if they're emotionally intelligent, as we'll talk about later, then you will do that, do that self-work or as a young man said, would say, do the work. Right. (laughs) Right. I love it. Uh, Vulnerable, uh, self-discovery is is something I, most people are like what i self-discovered that i like uh ice cream that's what i've self-discovered there there's <laughs> not a lot of digging that people do and i think that's reflective in, in what we talked about earlier in this same segment with wanting to probe a little bit deeper to see if there's an, anything beyond the salaciousness of a particular headline or a particular social media post it's the same wanting to dig a little bit deeper into yourself if you're entertained and then want to pass along something on a social media level then you may not be also looking deeper into yourself i i, yeah. I, I can't help but think there's a direct correlation not only that even with your monday morning report with the married lady right you know her just saying this is not fixable but me flirting at the bar and having a very sexual conversation with this stranger is very fulfilling to me right now right you're not not taking a deeper dive as to what's going on in your life your background everything else and what's here on the surface some guy at a bar that you're flirting with seems to be the solution yeah it's it's an easy fix so digging deeper is more difficult yeah, and I think on that note is it would be a good transition for us to go into today's topic, which yes. you mentioned earlier was emotional intelligence. And yes. from what I know about you, you have truly studied this topic more so than the average person. So absolutely, it's at this point, I would consider you an expert on this topic. So I will let you introduce this topic. I appreciate that. I think that this topic is uh, is something that we've touched on, not just in this podcast, but throughout the course of our conversations. Yes. And that recent um, conversation with a friend of mine, um, not related to anything though, as a podcast topic, but I realized that he had no idea what I was talking about when I mentioned self-awareness, self-regulation, and emotional intelligence. I, when he heard emotional intelligence, his reply was to automatically talk about how, well, he's not led by his emotions because, you know, he checks consumer reports b- before buying a car and people don't do things like that. I said, no, man, I'm not talking about whether or not. <laughs> I don't know, make emotional emotions. buying decisions. Right, I don't make. And he was very adamant that that's what I was talking about. I said, no, mm-hmm. man, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm not talking about, and for our audience, I'm not talking about emotional intelligence in terms of monitoring how you feel when you're in traffic or monitoring how your emotional response would be towards that guy. You, Nisha Nicole. Right. You mentioned you wish you could give him a piece of your mind and let him know, blah, blah, blah. That's not emotional intelligence. That's just holding back. It's not within your personality to do that. But even if yeah. you're going on, a, if, you, if you weighed that out and said, hmm, I wonder if it's okay to give somebody a piece of my mind or this guy a piece of my mind, or should I hold back? That In that moment, that is still not being emotionally intelligent. At least that's not what we're talking about. So let's talk about what are we talking about? Okay. The dictionary definition that you can roll out in any book, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, social skills, and empathy. Those are the five components of it. Oh, those are a lot of intelligent words. (laughs) Self-awareness, self-regulation, motivations, social skills, and empathy. Five parts of emotional intelligence. What in the heck does that mean from a practical perspective? Like, come on, like, tell me 
how do those things relate in my everyday life? Because everyday I'm not... sex, love, and dating. That's our podcast yes. topic for today. It does resonate throughout our entire lives. Mm-hmm. But we learned, and this is you know exactly what I've been studying over the last couple of years. We've learned since from age zero to age seven in terms of how our subconscious, not our conscious, which is a conversation that I had with uh, my friend when I was talking about no man, we're not talking about consumer reports. Mm-hmm. Our subconscious doesn't just learn how we dress ourselves or what foods or how to be able to eat or anything like that. It's how we speak to, react with, and interact with everyone else that we meet throughout the rest of our lives. So we learn at those ages how to be selfish or how to be a bullies or how to be overly accommodating or to mm-hmm. be passive. And we project that in other people without even recognizing it. We have the Absolutely. same same conversations, same interactions with people over and over and over again. And if we're not aware of it and being aware of it as emotionally intelligent, if we're not aware of it, we continue to be the victim. We continue to be the one who other people are, are, are always having problems against us. They're always telling us stuff, linking the dots between your childhood experiences, what you saw, what you didn't see, seeing the patterns in your adult life that is emotionally intelligent and it doesn't matter what you went through you could have had a horrible childhood as horrible childhood is defined by whatever metrics we use to define it as long as you recognize it and you can link that to see man that's why i get into these patterns in my life you could even you could have even had a great childhood a great one and still come out with things that are kind of blind spots absolutely for you are overly compensating or feeling like like if your parents lavished you with gifts and spoiled you with things you might you may think that a person doesn't love you if they don't do those things for you that's correct so so and you're the victim when they don't and you're always getting into it with people that don't they don't recognize that and you haven't realized that that is coming from your own childhood and you're placing the victim blame on everybody else and never looking at yourself right right so the the funny thing is the first time I ever heard of the term emotional intelligence was yeah. in the terms of EQ, your emotional yeah. quotient. Right, that's what is, it is. Is the the scale kind of like you like a measurement of your IQ, which is right. your intelligence. intelligence. Um, the EQ is the the measure of your emotional intelligence, and I heard, first heard this term in grad school as it relates to leaders in in the workplace and how they said that EQ is actually more important than IQ because a person can be extremely intelligent and not know how to relate to people. Bam, relate to people. And we've seen it in the workplace several times. So my first introduction to that, I was only thinking of it in a business context. Mm -hmm. But then later on, as I did my own personal research or saw articles or blog posts about it, then I realized how it relates to us just as a human being, regardless, every aspect of our lives. If we can't be self-aware at work, that's a problem. If we can't be self-aware as a parent, right? I mean, how many times as a child have we heard just do what I say and not as I do or whatever? And your child is going to do what you do. Yes, they model, we model behavior for our children. So, uh, so yeah, this is a very important conversation. And it's funny because like you said, we mentioned emotional intelligence a lot on several episodes, but 
um, when you had that conversation with your friend that didn't yeah. understand, we both kind of were like, I wonder if people really know what nope. this exactly nope. means. Nope. And I want to say that there's a friend of ours who listens uh, to this show all the time who said this maybe in episodes two or three. You guys need to have a podcast defining emotional intelligence because I think you both think that everybody else knows what you're talking about. And my conversation with my friend, I thought he knew what I was talking about. It's a good friend of mine <laughs> that I talk to all the time. And I realized he had no idea what I was talking about. No, so. It- it probably again, didn't care, did he? Well, that's another story. <laughs> but again, what we're talking about, and, and thank you again for bringing him up, is that it is the subconscious emotions that you have, which are driving all of your patterns in your life from your health and especially inside of your relationships. And from that, I got to give a specific example. And then okay, I went, please and do. I talked about one especially, right? So we talked about my many times my lavish crazy dating life which didn't all actually go way back to my teens and 20s but we can go back that far um as well through self-awareness and really trying to understand why i do these things i was realizing i was making myself the victim you know what i was the victim of nisha nicole no i i honestly i don't know because we have not had this conversation we have not from this perspective yes okay We've had this conversation. You'll recognize it when I get to it. So I love that our okay. friendship is going to be able to come to a different, from a, from a different angle. Um, yeah, because I've never heard it. You've never heard me say that I'm the victim. Put, yes, as a victim. Right. Okay. I am the victim. And I complained all the time through the years to my friends and anybody who else will listen that these women, damn it, keep catching feelings. Okay. No matter what I yes. do, no matter what I say, they're catching feelings. I'm telling them up front, hey, I'm dating other women. I'm smashing other women. And at one point, as you, as you well know, I got to the point where I was telling other women, hey, if you're dating me, I'm going to let you roll right now. I'm seeing other women. I'm dating other women. Right. And not only that, if you keep coming over my place, at some point, you're going to meet some of these other women. And I'm going to smash both of you and her in front of you and so forth. Right. They mm-hmm. still continue to catch feelings. And I'm the victim and I can't figure this out. So I'm sitting there, you know, being upset about it. And I realize, wait, what is my true motivation for this? Why am I continuously having sexual relationships with women that I don't intend on being with? Then I realized it's because I'm still trying to get over being the science nerd that I was at 12, 13, 14, and that the more women I sleep with, society gives me a pat on the back. And I like those pats on the back and with every single woman that I sleep with and then broadcast. And it, all I have to do is tell anybody about it. Hey, I smashed, you know, big booty Rhonda last day. Oh, for real, from up the street. And that's, you know, I get credit for it. The more credit I get, yeah. the more I feel better about myself. And damn it, these women keep getting in the way by catching feelings. Please don't get in the way. Uh, please don't catch feelings. I'm just trying to right. have a good time I'm just trying here. to have, a, I'm just trying to boost my ego and, and my and self-esteem rebuild. by telling people that I get to smash you and you have a fat ass and therefore I feel better about myself and society loves me even more building myself up even more and I'm further and further away from the 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 12 year old who didn't the get the respect geek. in the, the science geek who didn't get the respect in the neighborhood and it turned out hey I was a pretty attractive guy I didn't know that it was a science geek and I learned to drop the glasses and uh and learn how to walk and talk and next thing you know I'm getting women to take their panties off all across the Washington DC metropolitan area and that is great and other states too and other states as well <laughs> Right. <laughs> Worldwide. Exactly. So without t- stopping to take a look at what's really going on, why I really needed that, why I was really because the frustration of it happening, I mm-hmm. literally was frustrated at the continuous relations, the emotions that women would develop 
romantic emotions towards me, even though I would say, please don't develop these feelings. So I was putting that on them. Well, that's yeah. their fault. Yeah. That's your fault. I told you they're going in. And if I yeah. tell you, then I'm off the hook. No, I'm not off the hook for the repercussions of what happens. Don't get involved with women who are where it's going to go there. Period. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need it, and that's where you are now, and that's why Correct. you've been celibate, and you're Correct. not really dating because you don't want to repeat that cycle. That is correct. Yeah. Um. So we brought it all the way around to a point where you can understand exactly it was me yes. being the victim that I had to stop being that and realize where that's coming from. Right, and and the word that pops out to me that um that we often see people talk about is accountability mm, yes because it's so easy to be the victim easiest thing ever and um and you know there are different points in our lives i i feel like that cause us to either pause and try to figure out like what happened where where was the disconnect right right, right. or either go into extreme victim mode. Right. I feel like that those are pretty much the two choices that, that we can go when we have yeah. monumental things in our, that happen in our lives. And for me, that big event was my divorce. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't a victim. Um, I, Because I feel like it takes two people to make a marriage work or a relationship work Okay. And on the opposite side of that, it takes two people to actually destroy a relationship as well. Two. On, okay. On some level. Okay. So, y- you you know what I mean? I, I, I do, but go ahead. Because Even, a lot of people would, would say, oh, no, they did this and therefore I'm the victim. Yeah. My, and, and my they spouse did, did this, this and therefore I'm the victim. But we, did we talk to them about it? Did we call them out on that behavior? Did we right. try to fix it? So right. there, there, there's some, even if it's a lower level, like complicity. Right. Silence. Right. The, it, I really feel like it takes two people to, to make a relationship work and it takes two people to destroy a relationship. Accountability. Accountability. And when I went through this, I started noticing certain, certain attributes about myself where I allowed certain things to happen that I wasn't comfortable with. Okay. And, and, and it made me wonder why am I allowing these things to happen to me? And then I started noticing a pattern, not only in my, my um, relationship, then I started noticing a pattern from when I was in grad school Mm. and when I was in the workplace and what I came up with is that I was a people pleaser. Okay. So I grew up in a home where I had a very strict stepfather and um, very strong men in my lives where there was almost little to no room to, to make mistakes. So you learn how to walk the line. You learn how to get in this person's good graces and everything mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. is kind of performative so that you're not in that position. Like I got spankings growing up. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid getting the spankings. I'm trying to avoid the retro, the being uh, reprimanded. And what, even though from a parental standpoint, I'm sure that they thought that this was instilling really good habits sure. and traits sure. in me to make me responsible, make me obedient. 
But over the long term, it made it to where I didn't feel safe to present how I felt. Bam. And I didn't feel safe with, um, like I have a problem with conflict. Bam. And even I remember a, a professor took me to the side on a final project and because I, you know, I had someone take over a project and she just took over and I was trying to help and she was like, no, no, no. And my professor said, don't you ever let someone do you like that. You wow. make sure your voice wow. is heard. And that stuck with me because, you know, that was like an eye opener for me. Like, I really do this. And and that happened in my marriage. I, you know, there were things I was uncomfortable with or things I didn't like. I would mention it one, once or twice and then I just let it go because I'm trying to avoid conflict. Right. And in the workplace, I got bit before with that by not raising, oh, sure, sure, I got it, I got it, as opposed to saying, no, this is too much work for me. You know, we need to divide this up or do something. And so I'm actively working towards not being a people pleaser. You even said that in your Monday morning report, how you wish you could give this guy a piece of your mind, but you're so diplomatic that you just, you know, you kept yes. it at that level. Now, I think that you did the right thing in that instance, but I definitely understand the patterns that evolved in your life from your childhood experiences. Yes. And it's, you know, for some people, they might be like, oh, you know, that's nothing, but it causes you to feel like everyone else is more important than you Oof, and they man. need to be pleased. But in reality, and then you end up feeling like shit because people don't give a damn about how you feel. Right. They worried about how they feel. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They, people don't care about hurting my right. feelings at all. Right. <laughs> Obviously, like with this past weekend. But it's but that happens like when you show people that you're willing to go above and beyond to make sure they're comfortable and their feelings and needs are met. Right. Even if they have good intentions. They exploit it. Right, of and course. When, and when they exploit it, it's easy to feel like I'm the victim. People are always using me. And, yes. and people That's are always easy. running over me. That's the easy way out. But then when I took that time and really did a lot of self-respect, reflection, some spiritual growth, emotional growth, then I realized, you know, I have a say in how people treat me or how right. I allow people to treat me. Right. And how I present myself to others. And sometimes um, it's good to let people know some, you, it's good to have those tough conversations with people. So you took that moment to be self-reflective. What we Let's tie it back into the Will Smith. He took time to be able to look into the deep, dark room. Didn't he describe it as a police room? A, yes. a, a, a room, a dark room with police tape all around it that you have to be able to go into. Yes. To realize exactly what the root cause is. I think a lot so, of people do not want to go into that room. So to give their context mind. to that, he yes. talked about how he had went to, I forgot, I think it was the Virgin Islands or one of the islands in the Caribbean. Okay. And he spent this day with these people and they had no agenda, nothing planned. And he was like literally going crazy. Like, what do you mean we don't have an agenda? Because he, he said he, he realized he was so used to involving himself in noise, having a, something planned every single moment of the day. He didn't have time to think. He didn't have time to self-reflect because it's go, go, go. You have a right. goal. I'm right. working towards. And so he talked about being quiet and doing this silent retreat. And he was like, 
when you do that, there's this room in your mind that's locked up. It's like beware, caution tape everywhere. No one wants to go in that room. And having that quiet time is because a lot of people I feel like go through this. They don't want to sit with themselves and just think. No, they stay on the go so that they don't have to realize this go into that room in their mind. Yes. And that's where you're on the go. That's where you're going. And and when you quiet down and you give yourself space and silence, that's when you start to think and self-reflect. It's just natural. Mm. And a lot of people don't want to do that. So they're constantly stimulated. And with smartphones and television and on demand and all this stuff, it's easy to keep yourself stimulated in other ways. That is a great point. Even uh, right, even if you live in the smallest town in America, you still have access to the internet, which is a nonstop entertainment source, uh, or a distraction source. So yeah. I applaud you um, for taking the time to be able to delve into it. And like you said, you had a major revelation of your divorce that led you to be able to do the self reflection. And I just wish it's unfortunate that it takes something big within us. And and it did to me as well. It wasn't necessarily my divorce, but it was still post-divorce. And it was the quiet time of the pandemic that led me to this reflection. I hate that some people, and I can think of some people right now in my my family and friend circle who stay so busy. I think that after listening to what you have to say right now, I think Mm -hmm. that they are deliberately staying busy to be able to not dig into their, that room in their minds. It is, it is, it's tough. It's so easy to stay the victim. Oh man, it's so and if, easy. If we can't be able to be able to assess ourselves and kind of do that self inventory and work on those things, how can we present a good, healthy person to someone else? They don't care. They already think they're presenting a good, healthy person to someone else. They think that they are. If you're living in that denial world, then what you're saying, Nisha Nicole, uh, is is revelation to them. They would tell you, I am healthy. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's and that's a good point. Like if you if you're not even approaching that room. Right. That's that's in in your mind. Right. It's easy to go ahead and and just ignore it. And I'll give you another example. Um, Please do probably about a year or so ago, maybe at the beginning of this year, I had a um, disagreement with a friend. It it actually like was a spat. And to me, it came out of left field. And it was just like, she was spewing some, some project. I felt like she was projecting some things onto me saying I, I, I was acting one way and I wasn't, and it was very hurtful. And at, at the end of that, that conversation I had decided in my mind you know what I'm not doing that because I don't do I don't do friendships that have tension I don't I don't do that okay if we can't if we can't get along and then I felt like my character was attacked because some of the things she was projecting on me I was like really that's what you thought that I that I was doing yeah so I, in my mind, I was like, I'm done. You know, it's good. Cause we, at that point we, we weren't that close. And she, a few weeks later, I noticed she started texting a little bit more, but she would never really say anything. And then finally she just had a conversation. She said, and she apologized. And mm. I felt like the apology was sincere and she had had a, a health scare recently. And she said, you know, mm. I noticed some things about myself and I don't like it. I don't wow. like this exterior that I'm presenting to people 
And I don't like the way I just cast people off and think the be- the worst of them and move on with my life. And she said, I don't want to be that person anymore. Wow. And I'm kind of getting choked up just thinking about That's it. It's okay. And, Work through it. Um, Take your time. She's really, I've watched her grow so much mm. over these past few months. And like, I'm, I'm kind of like her accountability partner in this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are times she'll call me and say, Hey, <clears throat> I want to respond like the old me. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this and do this. And, th- and I'll say, okay, but what will you get from that? And how, what, what do you want to, what do you want the outcome to be? And she'll go, you know what? You're right. And I congratulate her all the time. I'm so proud of where you're, where you've wow. come. Wow. Wow. And just to witness that and be able to walk a friend through that is amazing because not a lot of people do that. That's powerful. And I, I want that for, for everybody to be able to say it's hard. Change is hard. Change is big, hard. <laughs> big, hard. Okay. Big, hard. <laughs> Change is very difficult. And for it a lot of people, difficult. it is it is so difficult that it's unapproachable as a subject. Mm-hmm. Change is unapproachable is. as a subject. And staying on course is exactly where they are. And they're fine in, in the lane that they are. And that's it. And they roll up their windows for the rest of their life and speed on. And I think what it is, is instead of people recognizing these are things about myself that I don't like or that are not great about myself, they overgeneralize and say, if I recognize these things that are not so great about myself that means I'm not a great person mm. and that's not true right we all have pros and cons we all Works have in progress. things that, that are great about ourselves and things that are not so great about ourselves yeah. right. but the things that are not so great don't make you a horrible person it I don't, think that's a great point a lot of people if they they feel like if they open up and to themselves again to be able to do right. some self-actualization actualization and realize some of the bad things they've done and people they may have hurt that that makes them a bad person and they'll never be able to forgive themselves no you can still work on being a better you and still have flaws yes. that's a great point because a lot of people will be scared to death to recognize their flaws because they yes. think that makes them a flawed person uh and and that they would be automatically spanked like you as a child yeah and one of the things like I used to speak at um, these women's events and one of the things that I would say to women is don't talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't even talk to your best friend there you go like it because we can beat ourselves up so much and say you know what you're you're crappy you're horrible at this and horrible that if somebody said that to your best friend you'd be ready I know for me I'd be ready to throw hands like don't you talk to my best friend like that and I I wouldn't dare talk to her like that because I see her as this wonderful flawed person yes you you have flaws just like I have flaws but those flaws don't define you they're just, they're just tiny parts of you. Right. And so we have to be able to give ourselves that same grace. And that's one of the things right. that I want everyone to be able to, to say, hey, I can recognize this and still give myself grace because I there recognize these things in other people and I give them grace. And you there deserve you that same kindness to yourself that you extend to others. Empathy begets empathy. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That last story was powerful. Everybody's in, you know, that was emotional. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm so proud of her. And yeah. So how? So I'm gonna let you wrap this segment up, um, Mr. Emotional Intelligence. Yeah, you know, you know, just going, <laughs> going back, and, I, and, and I'm sorry, I talked over you at the end. Emotional intelligence, what? Guru. Guru, right? Um, <laughs> you know, the whole Christopher Dallas saga is is one of learning about myself, my journey, and within this context of sex, love, and dating, which is perfect for this podcast. It is about how early that starts, how early you you can see patterns start to develop where you start to feel insecure, where mm-hmm. you start to feel uh, like a bully or bullied or um, being a people pleaser. How early those things start is how far back you have to go to be able to unpeel the layers that you can then connect dots to in your adult life. And, and for me, it was, you know, 16 that I first started to say, hey, I get credit It's not just that I love sex. Who doesn't love sex? Right. But I love getting credit for it as much as I love sex. And I think that this is the point that I want to close on. I think that it's a point that a lot of guys don't get. We get credit in ways that women do not for our sexual exploits that feel just as good to us as vagina does. Vagina is amazing. Getting credit for so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you can't experience it, you know. Um, but you can experience vagina, but not in the same way. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> but getting credit, getting credit for it almost feels just as good. And the yeah. reason why we're, you know, we're we're talking about experiences or showing pictures in our phone to people or sending other pictures. Hey, I just finished going out with this. Even if it's just about you went out with some woman who can mm-hmm. get you can give you social mail credit not tying that back into whatever that is in your childhood where you may not have felt great about yourself and realizing you're feeling, you're feeling great about yourself here. And now in this aspect, that is a big point that I wish a lot of, a lot of guys would take into more consideration. That's what I want to be able to close out. Cause you know, having that realization for me, I was like, that's what the hell I'm doing this. I want guys to ask themselves this, if they could have sex with all the women in the world and never tell anybody about it, Wow. Would it have the same impact? Would you still be excited to have it? Wow. And wow. you can't that tell is a great anybody point. about it. Not once, not a hint, not a drop, not a word, nothing. Wow. So on that note, yeah, we can go ahead and wrap up in terms of uh, closing out with what we're bringing to the table. Closing out with what we're bringing to the table. Thank you for that last point because yeah. that is, I think that's a powerful point. And um, the last thing is just accountability on everyone's part. If people were more accountable to their actions yes. and their thoughts, then I think it, it would make us a more evolved society. That's the goal. Yep. So to wrap things up for this week. With a condom. Yeah, with the condom, obviously. What are you bringing to the table, Mr. Christopher Dallas? You know, uh, on today's topic, I, I thought long and hard about it. It's just, you know, as you mentioned, with your friend being there for someone who's, who's getting through the journey. And I mentioned my friend before who thought emotional intelligence, was, he compared it to consumer reports and checking out, <laughs> right? For people who want to go through the journey, I'm there for them. And if that's in a romantic sense, great. If that is in a non-romantic sense, great. 
helping other people realize and connect those dots. I am not a therapist. I am not, uh, do not have a counseling psychology background whatsoever. Right. I still went on and got that deep science background, right? Uh, right. Pyruvate is what it, uh, got the lady at the bar excited, right? Uh, okay. I don't Rep even cycle. know what that means. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Gluconeogenesis. <laughs> but it's just that I'm there for anybody else who is trying to be able to make that journey. If you want to be able to email us and talk about it, if you want to be able to text out and reach out, if it's any Anybody that I do or not know, I'm here with empathy for your journey on emotional intelligence. That's what I'm yes. bringing to the table for this week. And who better to help someone through a journey like that than someone who's actually been through it? Bingo. So you don't have to have credentials to be able to help people through that, obviously. Bingo. Um, so I thought about what I was bringing to the table this week and even though I hate when people say this term on social media or whatever, um, it is kind of what I'm bringing, which is um, drama free. <laughs> okay. And I, and it just goes back to that level headedness. Like, even though I said I wanted to pop off on dude and say this and yes. that, <clears throat> I'm like, let me just, let me just keep it middle of the road. It is what it is. Let's state the facts and be logical about it and move on and I say that I, I think that that is that can be a good attribute just because who wants unnecessary drama right. <laughs> like and it that that there comes a peace with that in a, in a relationship even with our friends with our co-workers if we can just look at hey this these are the facts and say this is how I feel about these facts and talk about it in an in an intelligent way and logical way. Yeah. Instead of um being like Jasmine Sullivan's song, I bust the windows out your car. Bust the windows <laughs> out your car. It's just oh that, okay then sing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it just adds a level of um safety within a relationship. Yes. If if because like I said. I like safe spaces and I think we all like safe spaces. Yeah. If I feel like I can present something that is not good to you in a, in the art, something that you might not like and still have that safe space to do it. I think that's where we have peace within our interpersonal relationships. So. Okay. Drama free it is then. And there was a lot more to it behind than what you just normally see on social media because a lot of yeah. people say that and they don't even have any depth behind it. So thank you for Yeah, for a lot providing. of people say that and they yeah. are the biggest. And they got drama. They they <laughs> then you see the next post be like, My baby dad hey, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. no drama. Yeah. Okay. Drama free. <laughs> yeah. The drama is free, that's what you meant to say. <laughs> It's the drama low cost. Is free. <laughs> yeah, the drama comes along with it. It is low cost. <laughs> we give it away for free. That's what the drama is. That's what drama good, free is. Look, you got the good looks and the drama comes for free. How there about that? <laughs> I like that. I think I'm gonna do a post on that one. Yeah, do it. All right, Christopher. Okay, everyone, please remember, please share the podcast. Please like it. Um, and also, as Chris stated. Send us your feedback. Give us your questions at askthetablepod at gmail.com. 